0: Praise the Lord one more time. Let's let it, Woo! you may be seated. Good morning, this is a house of miracles. We believe today that many people across all of our campus are gonna experience miracles in their life. We really do. I'm Kyle Walls. so it's such a joy to be with you today. And uh, I wore a shirt with a little pattern on it, but not quite as bright as Pastor Chris, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but it's a joy to be with you today. It's my privilege to serve on the team here. You know, as we finish this month in Life Plus, trying to download the life that Jesus promised us in John chapter 10, verse 10, abundant life. How many of you want some of that abundant life? Come on. It's hard not to see all that God is, how He's moving in so many ways and in so many lives. Incredible what happened last weekend at the grand opening of our Bristol campus. It's just so exciting. Listen to this, 505 people attended the grand opening of our Bristol campus. 15 people surrendered their lives to Jesus for the very first time, come on. Oh, we're so proud of Pastor Stephen and Tabitha and their team, incredible, the launch team there, what God is doing. And then just a week ago, Friday, we launched our first ever God Behind Bars women's campus and God is moving there. They told Pastor Lisa they had room for 15, 56 showed up. Amen. And then this past week, listen to this. Our God Behind camps campuses, they're real, okay? I want you to understand this. 31 men at the Bledsoe campus were baptized this week. <laughs> Unbelievable. Listen, if you are new or just coming back, this is an exciting time to be at Faith Promise as we enter our heart for the harvest season. We are believing that together, Together, no foster child in the state of Tennessee will ever wake up without a home because we are working with Isaiah 117 homes that got all over the state that God would work powerfully. We we believe that together we will save and change lives across the Asian continent as we dig clean water wells through Wells of Life and Hand of Hope Ministries. We believe that God is going to, that together, allow us to plant campuses across the state of Tennessee in neighborhoods and communities like Bearden, East Knoxville, South Knoxville, Oak Ridge, Kingsport, Johnson City, Chattanooga, Nashville, Memphis for the glory of God to reach real people with real problems with real love. We believe that God wants to do so much more, but listen, this season isn't just about what will happen in the heart for the harvest offering that will be for people that we may never meet and generations that we that are yet to come. Heart for the harvest is also for us. You see, it's a kingdom principle. When you give To others, when you give for the kingdom, God always multiplies it back to you. And we are believing that God wants to do supernatural works in the lives of every promiser during the heart for the harvest season. We are believing in provision in the form of jobs and new opportunities for promisers. We are believing in the restoration of relationships, that God will bring relationships and families and prodigals back home. Can I get an amen there? Come on, we're believing that. And we're asking God and believing for freedom for people from addictions, from hurts, habits, and hangups. And we're believing that this weekend, today, at every campus, that God will heal people spiritually, emotionally, and physically, because this is a house of miracles, because we have a God who is a miracle-working God. We really do. Oh, He's so awesome. This is a house of miracles. Are you ready to receive your miracle today? Let's pray. God, we love you. You are Jehovah Rapha. Jesus, you came and lived and died on the cross for us. And in the cross, and your suffering, in the gospel, your death, burial, and resurrection, you provided healing for us spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So we just open our arms, our, our hands to you, our hearts to you, our minds to you, and say, we need you today. Come and do what only you can do. Amen. Hey, as we get going, I just want to thank our pastor, Pastor Chris, for allowing me the opportunity to minister this weekend. Uh, what an incredible pastor we have that leads us. And we just pray for him, that God would just restore him, him uh, and, and just speak to him in incredible ways as he's out of town for a few days, that God would just fill him up. And uh, we just love Pastor Chris. I'm so, so thankful to be on his team and have the opportunity to minister with you today. Now, this weekend, we're going to talk about miracles from Scripture. We're going to lay a scriptural foundation. We're going to tell a few stories about miracles. And then we're going to practice. We're going to ask God to do some miracles. Are you in? Now listen, I believe with all my heart because it happened last night (laughs) that God's going to heal some people while I'm speaking this morning at every campus. Maybe during one of the stories, God's going to heal you. You say, well, how will I know that God's healing me? Well, one thing, if you have pain and it disappears, I would say, that's healing, amen? Would you like that? Come on, I'd like some of that. Another way you might know is that you may begin to feel heat go through your body. Uh, You'll hear that in the stories. You'll hear one story about how uh, she felt just electricity going through her body. So if you begin to sense that God is moving in your life this morning at every campus, even online, online, just let them know in the chat box. I want you to raise your hand During the teaching time, during the story time, and we're gonna have some of our staff down here and down front at every campus. And when you raise your hand, hold it up till they see you and they're gonna reach their hand towards you. And what they're saying is, I come in agreement with you and I bless you in the name of Jesus for your healing. We believe God's gonna heal people during the teaching time before we even get to the prayer time, amen? Come on, I love that. Now, three primary reasons for miracles in scripture. Number one is to glorify God. It's always to glorify God. In Mark chapter two, there's a story about a paralytic. We've all, many of us have heard it. This guy can't, you know, he can't get anywhere on his own. So his four friends bring him to Jesus. They can't get in the house because there's so many people. So they go up on the roof, they cut a hole in the roof. They lower him before Jesus, Jesus heals him. Listen to what happens after he's healed. Mark chapter two, verse 12. And he got up and immediately picked up the pallet and went out in the sight of everyone. So that they were all amazed and were glorifying God, saying, we have never seen anything like this, like this. In Luke chapter 7, we have a story of a young man. He's died. His mom's a single mom, and it's this funeral procession happening. And Jesus comes into this funeral procession, interrupts it, and heals him and raises him back from death to life. That's awesome, isn't it? That's an incredible miracle. Listen to what happens after that. It says in verse 16 of Luke chapter seven, fear gripped them all and they began what? Glorifying. Glorifying God, saying a great prophet has risen among us and God has visited his people. The first reason for miracles in scripture and today in the 21st century is to glorify God always. Never about glorifying any person. It's about glorifying God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Number two, it's to demonstrate the compassion of God. In Mark chapter one, verse 40, listen to this story. And a leper came to Jesus, beseeching him and falling on his knees before him and saying, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with what? Compassion. Say it again. Come on. Compassion. Compassion. Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing. Listen, I want you to know this, that today, whatever need you come in with today, Jesus is saying to you, I am willing. I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. In Luke chapter seven, once again, that story of that young man who was dead and came back to life. I want you to see the full story in scripture. Luke chapter seven beginning with verse 12. Now as he, Jesus, approached the gate of the city, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a sizable crowd from the city was there with her. When the Lord saw her, he felt what? Compassion, compassion for her and said to her, do not weep, and he came up and touched the coffin, and the bears came to a halt, and he said, young man, I say to you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak and Jesus gave him back to his mother. So miracles in scripture are to glorify God, to show the compassion of God. Same today, 21st century. But number three is to draw people to Jesus. In Luke chapter five, we have a story of Jesus' teaching and so many people have gathered and they're pressing in on him and he's being pushed back towards the water on the beach. So he looks behind him, and there's two boats. So he, he decides to get in one of the boats. The boat belongs to Simon, who would later be called Peter, Simon Peter. And he sits down in the boat, and they go out just a little ways, and he begins to teach all the people. After he's done teaching them, he asks Peter, he says, uh, Simon, he say, Simon, go out to the deep and cast out your nets. Let's, let's catch some fish. Simon said, we've been fishing for hours and hours and hours. We haven't caught anything. But because you asked, I'll do it. They go out and cast their nets. Of course, you know, they catch so many, the other boat has to come out to help them. Incredible miracle. But I want you to see Simon's response in Luke 5, verse 10. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear. From now on, you will be catching men. When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Miracle? Follow Jesus. Miracle? Follow Jesus, incredible. And then in John chapter five, chapter four, we have a story of a royal official. He lives in Capernaum and he's heard that Jesus is making his way to Galilee. And so he makes his way to Galilee to meet Jesus. You see, he does that because his son, his young son is dying. He needs a miracle. How many of you need a miracle today? You need a miracle in your life? Come on. So he makes his way to Jesus in Galilee and says, hey, my young son, come with me and and, and heal my son. And Jesus says, listen, he's he's good, he's gonna be okay. And the man believed him and started back home. On his way back to Capernaum, his servants meet him and say, hey, your son is healthy and doing great. And he, he asked of his servants, at what time did he start feeling better? Listen to what happens, John 4, 53. So the father knew that it was at the hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives, and he himself believed, and his whole household. His whole household. I had the privilege four years ago to be in Mozambique, in Africa, in a beautiful nation with Iris Ministries, uh, Roland and Heidi Baker incredible ministry God has used them to see over a million people come to faith in Jesus in Mozambique isn't that amazing but listen they ministered to tons and tons of children pastors all over the nation while I was there we took about a six and a half hour drive out to the outback there and uh, we came upon a village that had never heard the gospel and then we set up the stage we set up the screen we set up the projector we're going to show the Jesus film but as it began to get dark. Heidi said, ask the villagers, they'd all gathered, is anyone in your village deaf or blind? And the villagers identified two teenagers. They brought them up on the stage and Heidi put, got her kids to pray over them. Children, Epi kids, to pray over them. They pray with faith, let me tell you. <laughs> and in a moment, I'm, I'm there, I'm watching this, ears opened up, and they began to have a conversation. With, they had never heard in their life, they begin to have a conversation with Heidi on that stage. I want you to see a picture of these two teenage boys. Can you say praise God? <laughs> this is backstage where I got to have a conversation with them through an interpreter, because I don't speak Portuguese. And, uh, but I want you to see what happened after the whole village saw them healed. We showed the Jesus film, gave the gospel. I want you to see the response. There it is. All these people are coming to Jesus Christ to be their savior. You see, it's true scripturally, first century, and it's true today in the 21st century. I love this verse, John 14, 12. Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, do you believe in Jesus? Come on, who believes in Jesus? Every campus, you believe in Jesus? He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Did you get that? And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. So Jesus says we're gonna do what he did and greater through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that means that everyone who is a follower of Jesus, who believes in Jesus at every campus today, you know what that means? John Wimber put it this way. Every follower of Jesus gets to do the stuff you say, Kyle, what's the stuff? The stuff is you get to pray for people to be saved. You get to pray for people to be healed. You get to pray for miracles to happen in people's lives. because you have been empowered by Jesus Christ to do the works He did and even greater works through the Holy Spirit. You get to do the stuff. In a little while, we're gonna invite you to do the stuff. And I'm gonna ask you not to be bashful, not to be shy, to move out of your comfort zone by faith and to do the stuff and pray for miracles to happen in this room today at every campus. Now listen. I want you to welcome some friends of mine, Andy and Caitlin Whitehead to the stage. I want you to hear their stories. Andy and Caitlin Whitehead, come on out. Hi Andy, hey Caitlin. Now Caitlin, first time I met her, she told me, my friends call me Kate, so we're all her friends today. So let's call her Kate, all right? And uh, so Kate, uh, I know you experienced some miracles in your life and uh, one of the first miracles you experienced was deliverance from anxiety. Tell us about that.
1: Um, so when I was 15 years old, I experienced my first real panic attack. I remember it just being really, really scary. I couldn't breathe everything. I got tunnel vision. I couldn't hear right. I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, what is happening to me? I think I'm dying. Um, and that, that happened a couple times. I just didn't really tell anybody. I kind of brushed it off. Um, and then whenever I was 16, I gave my life to Jesus and got saved. And very soon after that, I started experiencing panic attacks more and more frequently. Um, and it got to the point that it was like, I literally was living in a state of panic constantly. I couldn't function. I would literally go to school and just like get up and walk out and drive away because I just, I was Panicking, you know, so I remember my mom taking me to the doctors, and they did a brain scan. Nothing was wrong. They took blood work. Nothing was wrong, and eventually, they just diagnosed me with anxiety disorder, panic disorder, and sent me to a counselor. Um, and that had gone on for a while, and I just remember being and so broken. And I would just sit in my room because every time I left the house, I, I couldn't function. So I would sit in my room and I would cry, I would pray, I would read my Bible, I would listen to worship all night long. I I couldn't even sleep at night. Um, And I just remember one night in my room, Jesus bringing me to the story of the woman with the issue of blood in Luke. And um, I read that she had exhausted all her options. She had spent all her money and had nothing left. and she had still not received healing and she believed that if she could touch the hem of Jesus' garment that she would be healed. And that is what she did, she pushed through a crowd and touched his garment and she was healed. And in that moment, God gave me the faith to believe that for myself. And I remember uh, thinking, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And I started to, I committed to praying over myself Um, every single day until my healing came, because I believe that Jesus heals everyone who comes to him. And so I was like, if I'm coming to you, I'm broken, you are going to heal me, and I'm going to believe for this. So I continued to pray for it in my room for months, still broken, still crying, just waiting for this. And one night, um, I went to a worship service that was at the church I was attending, and I felt like um, Jesus was telling me to raise my hands in worship and I had never done that before. I was nervous and I started to feel a panic attack come on and I was like, "Uh, nope, I'm gonna get out of here. Went to get up out of my seat and turn and walk away and Jesus said, no, stay right here. So I raised my hands and he said, stay right here, I'm healing you. So as I raised my hands, I literally felt peace that I had never experienced in my entire life just wash over me. And then it was like surging electricity throughout my entire body, it was crazy. And um, then I felt this heat that just started right here and radiated throughout my entire body. And I knew in that moment that Jesus had healed me. And I'd always kind of wrestled with like this deep rooted doubt my whole life, really. Um, And in that moment, that was gone. I was like, you know, whether God makes sense, whether all this makes sense to me logically, I know he just healed my body, he healed my mind, and no one could ever convince me otherwise. I'm confident in that day he healed me. And um, I've, you know, throughout the years, had little moments where I've experienced a little bit of anxiety or depression since, but Jesus always uh, shows me how to walk out that healing and he reminds me of what he did and he brings me to scripture that just reminds me and it's like I've never dealt with it again to that extent in my life.
0: That's awesome, let's praise God, come on. Kate, one of the things I love about that story is that you had never raised your hands in worship and you get healed and now you're a worship leader. God is so, isn't God great? (laughs) That's so awesome. So about six months ago, you experienced another healing in your life with an issue. Can you tell us about that? Yeah,
1: so after I had my second son in 2017, I started having these migraines that became very debilitating. I would lose vision, I would get numbness and tingling all over my face, uh, really lose function in my arm, it was so numb. It was just really, really scary every time and I would have to call Andy to come home from work and watch the kids because I just couldn't function. And I at first thought they were strokes, but I was like, I know this isn't a stroke, it's a migraine, I, would, I learned how to kind of cope and talk my way through them. But um, over the years, they just didn't go away. I would continue to get them and it was really interfering with my life and I was always kind of afraid of getting one. I would feel them coming on and once I had one, it was like I was hung over from it for like a week. Um, So one Sunday morning in April, I was here, I led worship, and right after worship, just one of those migraines came on out of nowhere. And I remember just like feeling kind of hung over from it all week. And the next Sunday I was here, and Kyle and Jess and a few other people were out in the lobby, and I I was just telling him about these migraines. And he was like, you know what, we're just going to pray for that healing right now. So he and Jess and the few other people put their hands on my neck and my head, and they just prayed that God would heal me of these migraines. And I remember in that moment, I had that same kind of heat in my neck and in the side of my face, and... um, In April, I have not had another migraine,
0: Now, when God does something in your life, it's because of his compassion for you, but then he's calling you to do the same for others through him. You see, I had faith to pray for Kate to be healed of migraines because I used to have chronic headaches. In January of 2010, I had a headache and it's the last headache I've ever had. 11 years without headaches. Can you say praise God? <laughs> so I've seen him do it in my life. So it was easy for me to pray that over her. Now, Andy, uh, man, got a great story. I know you've experienced some anxiety and uh, depression in your life and God healed you. Uh, in, a, in a different manner, but He healed you. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, one, one thing I can tell you is in my life that I've experienced anxiety, and it's very real, Kyle. Um, I didn't receive instant Caitlin or instant healing like Caitlin. It's more healing on a daily basis. Uh, so I worked in banking for 13 years. Uh, left banking to go work for my father's family business. Had an opportunity there to work for my dad, my mom, and both my brothers. And it was within that process, in the first two months, that I had my first full-blown panic attack, and honestly, in the moment, I didn't really n- know what was going on. Uh, I, knew, I knew it was scary. I knew my feelings were out of control, but um, little did I know that I was entering a two-year uh, process of panic attacks and depression. It was absolutely awful. Caitlin had to take me to the ER uh, two times because I thought I was having heart attacks. Uh, she took me to right. the walk-in clinic several times because you really honestly couldn't convince me. I didn't have something wrong with me. I mean, I was telling Kay, I was like, something is wrong with me. I can't explain it, but something's wrong. And I was having night sweats. I was having to control my breathing, honestly, on a daily basis. Uh, and if anyone's ever experienced like trying to breathe uh, throughout your day, every day, it's, it's, it's honestly the scariest thing ever. I mean, it's, it's scary, but I'll tell you this, it was in the process, um, it was in that valley, in that dark place that I leaned into Jesus the author and the finisher of my faith. It was in the valley that I started receiving a revelation of who Jesus was and who he said I was, that all things work together for the good, that those that love God and are called according to his purpose. I can tell you this, that good did not feel good, but I'm here to say that Jesus does his best work in the good. He does his best work in the valley, yeah. So I had to, similar to Kay, I had to start speaking truth. I had to start speaking the Word of God over my life that no weapon formed against me would prosper, that all That's things right. work together for, the, uh, for, for God, um, that by, by His stripes we are healed. And I'm here to tell you, at Pellissippi online, uh, God behind bars or if it's online, I'm telling you right now that Jesus is in the healing business. And if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with the depression, if you're in that dark pit, he wants to heal you. We serve a miracle working God. And I'm telling you right now today, he wants yes. to heal.
0: Amen. Now because they've experienced healing in their life, I'm gonna ask them to pray over you in a moment. So at every campus, if you're dealing with chronic headaches, anxiety, or depression, listen, this is a safe place. This is a place of healing. I'm gonna ask you by faith to link your faith. and I'm gonna ask you to stand up at every campus. If you're online, identify yourself in the chat room. And here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna pray over you. Andy's gonna pray first. And then uh, Caitlin, you guys come on up. But I want you to stand right now. If you're dealing with headaches, you're dealing with anxiety, you're dealing with depression, and you wanna be set free, you want God to set you free. I want you, I'm I'm asking you not to pray, I'm asking you just to put your hands out like this and to receive. They're gonna pray over you and you just receive what the Father has for you. You just receive it at every campus right now. Yeah, Andy.
2: So Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus, God. The only name that can save, the only name that can heal Father God. You said by your stripes, Father, God, that we are healed. Um, We are believing in the mighty name of Jesus. I know there are broken people, God, in this place today. God, at a multi-site, online, here at Pelsippi, I know the people, God. You're their last hope in the name of Jesus, and I'm here to declare the power of Jesus on their life right now. No weapon formed against them will prosper. I know there's people here. You have a plan for their life, Jesus. You wanna do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask day. You said we receive not, cause we ask not. God, you're able, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father. God, I ask you, Lord, to come down. God, saturate this place right now, God, across all campuses, Father God. There are people that are desperate, Father. And I know, Father, without a shadow of doubt, you can heal cause you've done that, God, in my life, Jesus.
1: Jesus, I'm just asking in this place today that you would increase our faith, that everyone here would believe that you want to heal, that it is your will to heal them. God, you said that we should pray, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this morning, we just pray that we would experience the properties of heaven here on earth where there is no sickness, there is no pain, there is no depression, anxiety, or headaches, God. Jesus, we know that you are here with us right now and that you are touching the people and the lives that are here. Lord, we just lift our hands to you and we surrender any doubt that you can do this, God, any doubt that you can do miracles. Jesus, we surrender everything to you. Meet us where we are. Lord, heal us as we draw near to you and you draw near to us. Let us touch the hem of your garment this morning.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. We're going to continue to pray. In a moment, you're going to get to do the stuff. I've been asking some friends of mine this week to be in prayer. Just ask God, what what does he want to do at our campuses? What miracles does he specifically want to do at our campuses this weekend? I've got some that we've written down. I want you to listen to them. If one of them resonates with you or someone in your family and they're not here and you wanna stand in there on their behalf, in a moment I'm gonna ask you to stand up and we're we're gonna have a time of prayer. But someone has restricted vision in your left eye, someone has pain in your left ear, a torn ligament in the right knee, possibly a sports injury, a pain restricted movement in in the left knee, someone's been diagnosed with blockage in your arteries, Someone's been diagnosed or experiencing early onset dementia. Someone's got a skin rash, Jesus wants to heal you. Someone's recently been diagnosed with an aneurysm. Someone's experiencing a lump or a tumor in your abdomen area, especially on this left side. There's a woman ready to quit her marriage, but God wants to restore and heal. He wants to restore and heal. There's a student who experienced hurt in their body and God wants to restore you. There's a mom whose heart is broken because her son is riddled with addiction. There's someone experiencing some bipolar issues. Uh, Upper back, neck, extreme pain causing minimal mobility. Someone's experiencing pain in their right foot Someone has a rotator cuff issue, a neck and shoulder injury from a car accident. Someone is thinking about suicide, but today Jesus is gonna give you life. Someone's addicted to alcohol and Jesus wants to set you free today. Any of these are you at every campus, online. I'm gonna ask you to stand right now, just stand. All through around this room, every room, online, identify in the chat. Come on, just stand, stand in faith, this is me. You called me, you called out something I'm facing right now. That's God saying, I've got compassion for you, I've got love for you. All right, church, now's our time to do the stuff. I'm gonna ask you to go and find someone that's standing and to begin to pray for them, just a simple prayer. Just find out what they're facing if they, if they don't mind and just, find, and just simple prayers. It doesn't have to be loud, it doesn't have to be long, just short, just pray a simple prayer. Make sure everyone that's standing has someone praying for them. Come on, church, let's, do, let's go do the stuff, come on. You get to do the stuff. This is part of the kingdom right here. Let's pray healing over people. Yes, if you're sitting, just reach your hands out towards someone and begin to pray. Pray for the Holy Spirit to move in power. Yes. we got some more standing who need someone to pray over them. All right, if you're being prayed over, I'm gonna ask you to do something. If this is something you can test, like it's maybe something you couldn't do before, but you can. I want you to try it now. I want you to test it. And if it's getting better, if it's 50%, 80% better, I want you to begin to wave your hands above your head. Just wave your hands. Come on, test it if you can. Just wave wave them up. Yeah, come on, let's praise God. Praise God right there. Yes, praise God. Come on, keep praying, keep praying. I'm gonna ask you now, if you're here and you came for a miracle, you need a miracle in your life, but we didn't call out what God, what, what uh, you're facing right now. I believe God wants to heal you today. And so I'm gonna ask you to stand up right now. I'm gonna ask you to stand and people, promisers, go find them and let's pray over them. Let's ask God to do a miracle. Come on, come on.